Welcome to the Dan Aykroyd Podcast. I am your host, Scott White, and I have a couple of guests this time. I have Mrs. B and Mrs. W. Hi. Hi. We're very mysterious. We are they're mysterious. Very, they're very mysterious, but trust me, I know both of them very well. They're both funnier than me and smarter than me, so I'm going to be very self-conscious during Good this. Good start, Scott. Yeah. Get that going. <laughs> we are here to talk about the movie Miss W called... Fucked up. Mm-hmm. Nothing mm-hmm. but trouble. Who boy? Oh my! Can God. I say that that I I was looking online for ways to watch it for free because I'm going to be honest with your audience. I don't have this movie already in my movie collection um, <laughs> because it is so fucked up. But I was looking online for a way to watch it for free, and the Rotten Tomatoes site came up, and this sucker got like a five percent rating on Rotten Tomatoes, like. Five? Oh my god. I believe it though. Yeah. But so like this whole movie is very disturbing and like Scott, we were talking we've talked about this movie before, that's why you asked us to guest specifically on this one. Because I think I was telling you how horrifying this movie was to me when I saw it for the first time as a third or fourth grade child, and it scared the shit out of me. And looking back now that I've watched it again as an adult, I'm like, oh, it's because it's like a nightmare serial killer house. So, yes, that is terrifying. This is a haunted house movie. Mm-hmm. And uh, as I was saying, I saw this movie in the theaters when it first came out because I am considerably older than Mrs. B and Mrs. W. Slightly. <laughs> Mrs. W, what did, when did you first see this movie? I also saw it as a child. Um, my parents are big 
fans of uh, Dan Aykroyd and Chevy Chase and just any kind of comedy. So I saw a lot of movies that I should not have seen as a young child. Mm -hmm. And there were specific parts in this movie that I was like, oh, I've had nightmares about this, but I didn't realize this is where it was from. Like the weird mutant <laughs> twin blob diaper yes! wearing guy. I had that dream too. <laughs> yeah. Didn't realize it was from this movie until I saw it. One of the blob babies is Dan Aykroyd. I know. Yeah. Who was the other one? Because I couldn't find it in the credits. I, I looked myself and I couldn't find it either. They had it, but it was somebody, uh, no, he was there, but you just, the way they spelled his name was really weird. Um, oh. And it's someone that was also in like Br Blues Brothers and something else, something else that Dan Aykroyd's okay. in. So I think it's like a really small, or, or, or an actor that does a lot of bit parts, or it's a character actor. Gotcha. My guess is he personally knows. And then I also saw that Peter Aykroyd wrote the, he was the writer of this fine piece of art. Is, how is he related, Scott? He is Dan Aykroyd's brother. Okay. Right? He was the doorman, yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Did they collaborate a lot? No. From where this movie came from, Dan Aykroyd went out one night and saw Hellraiser. Did you, have you, either of you seen the movie Hellraiser? I have not a seen A million Hellraiser. years ago. It's been a really long time, but I'm so excited to hear where the fuck this story came from. <laughs> Let That's me know. Where, he went out and saw Hellraiser and saw how the audience was laughing and scared at the same time. Yeah. And he wanted to recreate that. So well, that's where... Well, he got where... me to do one of those things. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so that's <laughs> where the, uh, the kernel of this movie, this is B. Okay. Would you let your son watch this movie? He wanted to watch the movie with me. Like, he was sitting with me in the living room. And then I think when we got to the dinner scene with the hot dogs and the penis nose. And the wiener! Like, what is He was up? like, I'm just going to go sit in the other room. He was done with it at that point. And I was like, I understand that feeling. Yeah, the wiener nose. But I remember, I, so I've had nightmares about that hot dog scene before. Like, weird dining room situations with that same... Snossage thing. That's so gross. Oh my goodness. So I have a theory about the judge, who the judge yeah. really is. Is it actually Rube Goldberg? <laughs> <laughs> that would tie everything together. <laughs> and we were done. You just didn't know that Rube Goldberg was like a sociopath also. Right. Because everything's like the beginning of Pee Wee Herman, where it's it like was. clink, 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 and then he's got like eggs and bacon for breakfast. It's a nightmare, yeah, it's a nightmare fun house, is what it was. <laughs> yeah, go uh, for have it. either of you seen the Texas Chainsaw Massacre? Yes. Yes. Doesn't this movie have remnants of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre? Because in that movie, there was a dinner scene, and also in that movie, they have like a, 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 a real looking person, like John Candy is a normal right. looking person. Yeah. And then you, the rest of the family is fucked up blob men and, and the hundred year old judge. Okay. That's sort a good of point. Yeah. That made me feel, this really had a Texas Chainsaw Massacre feel to me. Absolutely. So the, then. the thing that didn't really work for me was, I think that it's like the movie didn't know what it was. So yeah. I wanted to know what the intention going into it, it's like, was the intention to try to make this be a cult classic? Was it supposed to be funny? Was it supposed to be scary? It's like it was just it was just a little of all of these things. It wasn't they didn't just like go it should have been rated R. It should have been rated right. R or NC seventeen. They should have like just gone all in on everything. Yeah. Instead it was just like 
bizarre and well, like so lightly yeah. scary and not really funny. Right. Not ha-ha so to funny, me, no, not ha ha funny. More like what funny. Mm-hmm. But it kind of reminded me of. It didn't remind me of, but it makes me think of Ghostbusters, right? Which mm-hmm. is both very funny and pretty scary in parts, right? right. And I'm a wiener, so if right. other people don't think it's scary, I'm a total ween so i thought it was scary um and it managed to do both of those things very effectively and then you have this hunk of hunk of a beauty where i would agree it's like the the things that were trying to be funny like the brazilian couple uh or the brother and sister Mm -hmm. good god like the that drove me nuts alone like from the very beginning already having them there i was like y'all are in this movie for too long you need to get out of this movie. i have another weird theory about the brazilianaires i think it's just because i was it incest it's just because i watched fight club the (laughs) other day were they like tyler durden were they not really there were they not real god (laughs) no because there was the whole time i was like well they must come in and save them at the end because otherwise why the hell what's the point of having them here and it was like oh that's just chevy chase's bad decisions that's like yeah "Yeah, let's go off this road and do this stupid stuff yeah they're the ones that push the plot forward we want to go on a picnic so that puts them in the city outrun the cop that's their ideas they're there to make chevy chase make these bad decisions Mm -hmm. and once they're in the house then they're gone once yeah. they've outused their, out, their usefulness, we don't need them anymore. And right. I was glad to see them leave, too. Yeah, I was, too. It was like, what? but it, but they could have just done it with, oh, Demi Moore had to go to the bathroom. Right, so or we're low on gas. we got to pull off into this shit. Yeah, there's town. just a million yeah. other reasons, and they were so over the top. And, like, to go back to Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters, it is very funny. It is very scary. But you know what else? I give a shit about the characters. And yeah. these characters, I did not. It was That's, just, yeah. it's like, uh, these are my first two notes at the beginning. Chevy Chase trying to flirt is gross. And so is Demi Moore crying. You new in the building? <laughs> you all right? Uh, yes. Uh, I'm sorry. It's okay. I never do this. Listen, some people are throwing a party up in my apartment. Why don't you come up for a drink? It'll help you relax. Oh, that son of a bitch. I don't believe this. That bastard. I can't believe this. I'll be in the penthouse if you change your mind. Thanks for the espresso maker. The bag of shit. Like they oh, were both what was that? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And she's a fabulous actress. Yeah, like, I don't know what happened. Fabulous. So mm-hmm. it's just it must have been weird direction. It's like I said, it's yeah. just everything needed to be ramped way up to get the Yeah, either go I for it because the were... script Yeah. Well the script is so ridiculous that you mm-hmm. you would assume that the direct the direction would be go go hard or go home. Right. Because otherwise it just doesn't make sense. And then also John Candy playing the, you know, <laughs> good guy cop was just weird. Like, why is there even, like, he didn't even serve a purpose because he didn't save anybody. He just ends up, I mean, he saves the people that we hate and ends up in Brazil. And now he's the lover of the 
woman, but he really didn't serve a purpose besides it being funny for him to be, you know, related to Eldora. Yeah. Like, that character was way more developed, I thought, <laughs> the silent mute character of Eldora than, uh, well, yeah. I thought John Candy did a good job. I believe that that was a woman and not John Candy in drag. I thought he did a good job playing. <laughs> oh, I love it. Maybe it was yeah. because he wasn't, wasn't speaking. Because I'm sure that mm -hmm. when a man plays a woman, he has to do the voice. I'm, right. That always takes you out of it a lot of the times. The fact yeah. that they were mute, might, it might have been a smart way to go. Well, John Candy was really the only likable character. Like, I wish they'd made him come in and save the day at the end, but then I guess right. they wouldn't have that weird twist. So maybe horrible, he would try twist. to save them and then get killed or something. It's just, I just want to, I wish I could, could go back in time and be in the drug-fueled <laughs> writer's room of them developing yeah. this script. Yeah, that well, was disappointing that he didn't, that he didn't have a triumphant return because they, they set us up for that. Like they, you know, he helps the Brazilians escape and you're expecting mm -hmm. that. You're hoping that he comes back and, um... It's just a big letdown when he doesn't. And then you're like, what in the fuck is happening with all the, everybody's in on it? No, thank what, you. Also, what's up with the the penis nose? Why did it come on and off? Was that just like, but yeah. Oh, his face got blown off because oh, well, I of know the... He, I know he pulled it off, but why did he sometimes have a regular nose and sometimes a dick nose? Like, what were we supposed mm -hmm. to infer as the audience? I think he just had different noses that he would put on. Like, you have different wigs, right? So his <laughs> he had, like, the dick nose and then just, like, the lumpy old man nose. Oh, also, can we talk about when Digital Underground shows up? Yes! Um, What the fuck was that about? I don't know. To, there was to a me, dance that's break like, with Tupac and, and Humpty yes. Hump. To me, it's like at the end of Sh the Shrek movies where they're just like, oh, we're just going to throw this Smash Mouth song in here and we're all going to dance to it. That's what it felt like. I was like, uh, th did they lose a bet? Like, <laughs> did they win a Pepsi contest to be in a Dan Aykroyd movie? Like, why are they here right now? I agree, because Dan Aykroyd is known, he loves the blues. That's his right. thing. Yeah. Why not? If I could understand him having a blues band in there, or an old, sure. like, B.B. King or Aretha Franklin, you yeah. know, coming yeah. through and, and singing, I, I could understand. Well, it, it still wouldn't fit, but I could understand that. But, yeah, I don't understand... And why is Chevy Chase there? Watching? I don't know. <laughs> I know, and know. he's just sitting there with his cuffs on. I don't know. It and was Digital so... Underground is cool with him being cuffed, and then yeah, they don't care. And then Old Man Judge stands up and starts jamming on the organ while some lady's rubbing her titties on the back of his neck. It was like, right. what <laughs> is happening? Well, so then it disturbing. totally throws him off of his character of killing. Like, why? Why are these the ones that you're choosing to spare? He just really likes it was music. Just, he just likes music so much. He just felt the beat. I don't know. There were just so many things in this movie that made me go, what in the fuck is happening? So my husband kept walking in and out of the room. <laughs> and too. he would look at the TV and he'd be like, what is this? And I'm like, it's nothing but trouble. And he's like, why are you watching this? I was like, well, it's, a, you know, Dan Aykroyd's in it and Chevy Chase and Demi Moore. Like, there's a lot of big names in this. Yeah. It's a star-studded cast. It's a wonderful cast. Um and he's like, I've, I've never seen it. And I was like, I don't. And he would just walk back through and be like, is this still the same movie? What are the, What is this about? And I'm like, I can't even try to summarize this for you. There's just no way to like succinctly wrap this thing up. I don't know. Where did all the McDonald's toys and koosh balls that they fell through and landed on come from? <laughs> 
That was what they hoarded in that like room. Eight people that live in this whole town. Where did all that crap come from? They would they take it out of the cars of the people that they murdered, and they just oh, hoarded it all around the you house. Are so smart. I guess little devil and the other one, Beep, Beep, which, Beep, Bebo, which, and yeah, which stripped the, the cars and stuff. Well, let me ask you this: What did you think of the set design of what the town looked, and when they drove up to the building and threw all the junk so, and how the house looked? Yeah, so to me, like when they're first driving through town, you get the strong deliverance vibes. Mm-hmm. And then they 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 kind of give you glimpses into the funhouse aspect where John Candy has all the special buttons in his car to move the wall, the you know, the roadblock and the bridge. And then I will say that it it was very effective in giving me a fucking creeped out vibe as they're driving down toward the house, just like those giant heads and the pile of toast, just like weird shit the whole way. And I think it's because many humans are probably inherently uncomfortable with hoarding. Like anytime mm-hmm. you think of places where there's just a whole bunch of trash piled up, it makes most of us uncomfortable. Um, and I thought the the first shot of that house was actually very um, Tim Burtony. Mm-hmm. Like just gives you this, it kind of looks like it, it comes out of a book, right? This picture of the house. Like I thought that was really cartoony, but I thought in a good way. Like I thought they set up that kind of fun house aspect of it or fun murder house aspect of it. Yeah. I can't imagine, I can't imagine being a set dresser and having to dress the set that much. Like there was so much stuff. I actually went on IMDb and looked to see where they filmed it. And uh, most of it was just sound stages, which means they really built all of that shit which is bananas yeah so much stuff the dinner scene where (laughs) he hits a button and the train comes up with the condiments and goes Mm -hmm. around that cost fifteen thousand dollars what that ghostbusters 2 came out in 89 dan Aykroyd still had clout then more than he does now so they were basically letting him do what he wanted okay uh with this movie because the, the studio was pushing for this movie and they couldn't get anyone to direct it because it was so messed up. Because they read so the script Dan, and they're like, what would we even do with this? So Dan Aykroyd stepped up. And if you notice that it is, it is his first and only directing credit. Yeah. <laughs> I did notice that. I, I think I also read on IMDb that it was delayed in, uh, they, the release was delayed because they either had to re- rewrite or re-edit or reshoot something. So it was probably worse before. Good Lord. <laughs> It made even less sense. <laughs> it's unreal. So I, I, the dinner scene to me um, was nightmarish, but also it was like whimsical. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like this, that train. So clearly, you know, the, the judge is insane and he reveals more of that as they're at the dinner. But I was like, look at this whimsical fucking device with this train. Like to me, he he almost reminded me at that point of like, just an old granddad who likes to tinker around and make, in the backyard for his kids and you know like that's kind of the vibe you get and then but but it's not because then he starts talking about things and you're like oh well he's clearly a sociopath and those fucking sausages cool. i sort of got a uh, i got a willy wonka vibe from yeah. him a bit. yeah just somebody who's off his rocker and, well what did you think of his costume dan Aykroyd's costume as the judge 
So I thought this was and, great. Like when you first see his hands, because I think that's the first thing you see is his like yeah, shaky, never spot hands with the nails and blacking his face. Yeah. yeah. And I thought, I thought the makeup and the costuming was actually really good for him. Um, like, I mean, I, I fully bought that he could have been a very old man. I think until I saw the penis nose and then I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, I think the costuming in general uh, was really good. I really liked that they put Demi Moore in a white outfit. And mm-hmm. um, immediately I was like, oh, well, she's going to be all dirty at the end. It's just like Die Hard. Sure. Just like uh, <laughs> white white tank top's going to be so gross and disgusting. Yeah. So you can see that they really went through something at the end. Um, yeah, I liked all of the costumes in general. I liked the big shoulder pads. Uh the Brazilianaires were stupid, but their costumes were fun. <laughs> they were very eccentric. See, that drove me nuts. Is she's in the car with that giant yes. fucking hat on. I'm like, this is so cartoonish. Mm-hmm. But the whole movie is a cartoon. The whole movie is cartoonish. Yeah. So, Like a Ren and um, Stimpy uh, cartoon. Yeah. yeah. We're talking about uh, Demi Moore. Is it De- Demi Moore or Demi Moore? I don't know. Whatever. Demi Moore. It's Demi Lovato oh, it's, so and Demi Ch- Moore. Okay. <laughs> So we have Chevy Chase, Dan Aykroyd, and John Candy, three comedy heavyweights. Heavy How do you think Demi Moore stood up with those three? Because I thought she carried her weight. I thought she did a good job. Aside from the weird crying thing the at the beginning, beginning, I think she was fine. I think she's like endearing. I think she gave a good performance. I think when she was with the weird diaper-wearing mutant twins, mm-hmm. that she did a good job of um, just not coming off as uh like she didn't come off as being frightening uh, or being frightened of them yeah she was i think she was a really endearing uh, character i just don't think the script was funny yeah well i think she came off as like the smart one in the situation the one who knows how to deal with people and she would have been their best bet to get everybody out of all the situations but of course chevy chase is an asshole in everything that he does so he couldn't let that happen I will say that besides the the crying, the one other scene that really bothered me was when they're ushered by um, Eldora into their the their room for the evening after dinner, mm-hmm. and she starts fake crying again, and then starts kissing all over Chevy Chase. I was like, yes. is this is she pretending to like him? Like, is she going to turn on him and be like, because you fucking ass? Like, it looked. It was just so bizarre to me because she was like the and smart she, one. Like, and then all of a sudden she bed. turns into a sex bimbo. Yeah. I was yeah. like, what is going on here? Yeah, I really thought, because it had been so long since I saw the movie, I thought she was going to save the day with some kind of legalese. And the judge was going to be like, you got me, smart lawyer lady. That's mm-hmm. right. Like, it seemed like that's the direction it was going in. I, I don't know. It was just, it was inconsistent all around. Yeah. Did you believe Chevy Chase and, and Demi Moore as a couple? Because, no. yeah, because they're like uh, 17, 18 years apart, which is... See, been, which to is me, it wasn't even... I mean, yeah, that's what it is. To me, it wasn't even the age difference. It was more just like, I don't think Demi Moore's character would have liked him at all if she is the way she is the rest of the movie. And to me, at the very end, because he has done nothing but be selfish. I mean, he hasn't shown at all that he actually cares for her as a person and then at the very end where he, you know, saves the day and blows everything up and they run off happily ever after, it just didn't seem legit to me. Yeah, I really think the only character that had any dimension was John Candy's character. Because he actually, like, you understood that he was conflicted and yes. that he thought that what his uncle, grandfather, whatever 
I don't know. Yeah, great. Whatever yeah. the judge was, like, you could feel that he felt conflicted. He didn't want to watch when whatever Balden that was went into the bone stripper. Um, Daniel. 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 Yeah. There you go. Thank you. I was going to call him the chubby Baldwin, but I think at this point, all the Baldwins are chubby. Yeah. Well, they are now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what happens when you get old. Um, yeah, so yeah they, I agree. And then they let him fizzle out. and Yeah, when you don't have... When you don't have great character development and you don't necessarily you're not getting good direction it's hard to show like any acting chops you know so like i know that demi moore is a good actress and i think she was fine yeah but hmm. Hmm. yeah yeah we just didn't really have anyone to root for mm -hmm. like if 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 chevy chase would have gone through the bone crusher before it broke I think we would have all been like, oh, man, but fine with that. Not that much. Yeah. <laughs> he kind of did deserve it. He's kind of an asshole. Yeah. That scene where he goes through the bone crusher, it did make me laugh because it was the standard, help me, God, help me, Lord, help me, Lord, help yes. me, Lord. And then after he's like, oh, thank you, Lord. It was like we all, sometimes we all pray to God. And when, you know, if a good thing or a bad thing doesn't happen to us, we're like, oh, thanks a lot. It right? Was, no, move on. Like, I'm fine. Yeah. Right, move on. Thank you, God. No, Judge. Oh, come on, Judge. No, I can't. Hey, Douglas. No, Judge. Why? Oh, judge. What? Wait. Oh, no. Oh, come on. Judge, boy. No. Oh. So long, Charlie. Come on, Art. What the hell is this now? Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, please, God. Guarantee you're going to enjoy this ride. <laughs> oh, God. I do love the whole bone crusher thing though. Like I thought it was really hilarious when all the bones shot out of the back like a wood chipper and hit the target. That was funny to me. I was like, this is funny and stupid. But was the song really playing in their universe or was that just our I think going so. experience? I think I they would have had it yeah. playing. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Who did they get to record it? <laughs> Digital well, underground? When, they, when they first drive in, you see speakers, so they're pumping music yeah. through the whole Oh, okay. Thing. It probably would have been true. All right. Talking of Chevy Chase, rumor has it that Chevy Chase was an asshole on this to everybody, including Dan Aykroyd. Hmm. Did you think it came out in his performance? Did it look to you like he didn't want to be in this movie? Or was this just a standard Chevy Chase movie? I imagine that he knew it was a big fat stinker, but he had already signed a contract. Because you know what? On paper, this looks like a fine film. It really does. <laughs> and I know that there, when uh, when you do sign on to do a movie, they rewrite shit constantly. So you can't ever go in with this attitude of, 
this is the movie that I'm in. This is, you know, this is what we're sticking with. And also they always film way extra and they edit it. The storyline's not always that clear. But my guess, if I had to bet money on it, is that he knew it was a fucking stinker. So he just had a bad attitude. He just and he was checked out. Because we have all signed on to do some job before and been like, I knew this was going to be terrible. I knew it was going to be poorly run. Why did I do this? It's not yeah. worth the $50. <laughs> I should have <laughs> done it. <laughs> so I feel like that's what I feel, that he just like, was just going through the motions. What else was Chevy Chase involved in around this time, Scott? I feel like that's something you would was know. Was this Fletch Lives time or no? This was, Fletch Lives time was 89. Okay. So this was around Fletch Lives time. So Fletch came out in 87. Fletch 2 came out in 89. This came out in 91. Mm-hmm. I think Head of the Family, he was in this. At Three Amigos was 88. Okay. That's a good movie. That's one of my favorite movies. It is a fantastic movie. Okay, yeah, because it's like Chevy Chase, I wouldn't describe him as like this fantastic thespian, but he can be charming. He does have great comedic timing. He is a very talented person. And I just just feel like he either... he either didn't have good enough material or wasn't willing to work. Like, okay, so take, for example, uh, Will Ferrell does not matter how stupid the script is he gives it a hundred percent and you can tell and sometimes those movies are blades of glory and sometimes they (laughs) (laughs) and uh sometimes they're much better films yeah um uh, but he gives it his all. And I just don't feel like Chevy Chase is that kind of person. I feel like he probably had a chip on his shoulder. Yeah. Because it sucks. Yeah. And he's also kind of notorious for being kind of a dick. Yeah. As a for real yeah. person. So that, sh- that, I mean, that, that would line up with his personality. I could totally see him being like, man, fuck this. Yeah. I was surprised he was a dick to Dan Aykroyd. Because from all the things that I've heard from the original cast of Saturday Night Live... The only person he really got along with and was really friends with was Dan Aykroyd. Hmm. Everybody, everybody else really could have done without him. But if he's got a big ego, guess who is the director? Not Chevy Chase. Yeah. yeah. So if he's that kind of person, then that's a whole other dynamic. Yeah. Uh, we're jumping around here. Mm-hmm. Did, the, did the ending seem totally tacked on to you? Oh, at the very end, like... After the cartoon, yeah, they're watching the the Bugs Bunny. Oh oh, 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 my god, (laughs) yeah, that was, um, that was also, I think, a source of a lot of nightmares I had as a child because I I have had lots of dreams where, oh, I'm gonna with this problem be solved, but it turns out that everyone's in on it, and then the real problem follows me forever. Um, so yeah, it was, it's just. Yeah, it's like they slapped something together. It's like they didn't want their they didn't want it to be a happy resolution or like a oh it's all over now. They wanted to stick you with that. Well, do extra you think the original thing. ending was just like the town blowing up and everybody dying? I think that was. Okay. I my I myself think that would have been a better ending if they were just driving away and you just see their that whole mansion just collapse in on itself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
cliche, but maybe see the judge's hand come out of the out of the rubble or something like that. that His penis nose just, is just sticking just a little just dig dig down. <laughs> We have the horror movie cliche of when a man and a woman are in danger. Now they're they, in love. They either, they're in love, yes. If, the, if you two, you're not married, you're in a haunted house with this guy that you just met two days ago, do you feel that would happen? Do you feel that's realistic? Because it happens no. in a lot of... No, I, I don't either. It I mean, I understand, the, I understand the thought process behind, you know, if you go through something very intense with a person, even if it is over a shorter period of time that, you know, you become emotionally connected. Um, I don't think it would happen over two days. And also just like the lack of chemistry between Demi Moore and Chevy Chase was so apparent. It was like their affection for each or their, you know, little fling or whatever it was that they had with each other was just odd to stick in there. Like it just didn't make sense because she was either staring at him like i'm thinking about the car ride on the way to that town (laughs) she was either looking at him like what the fuck is wrong with you and he's leering at her or she's like asking why he's making these stupid decisions or she's just giving this like far off bimbo look it was very just weird like there was no chemistry at all you just made me realize something. Okay, they had so much foreshadowing with how much she knows about cars. And yeah. then Chevy Chase still drives the car away in the end? And it's like, no, time out. Let me mansplain this thing about how ignitions work and we actually can drive it. When she knew way more about his she knew car way than more. he did. I'm just like, there's so many, so many. Yeah, like, I was... I was disappointed that she became the damsel in distress. I yeah. thought it would be much more if she's if Chevy Chase became the damsel in distress it's, and it and, seemed like that's where it was going and then she ends up under the watermelon chopper blades and he's the one <laughs> who has to blow everything up it was that was disappointing yeah. to me I was like yeah, that was. really sucks oh back to what you were saying about if if I were trapped in a haunted house with a man <laughs> if I would fall in love with him I don't think I would but I might pretend to if I thought it would save my ass <laughs> oh yeah I'd do anything if I thought it would save my ass <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> That's what got it. Can I borrow your car? Yeah, I just met I, you in this elevator. I'm going to. I just, yeah, I'm just going to ask. Go to your party. You know, I'm just going to. You're telling me this rich woman couldn't rent a car? Right. To drive. Yeah, if they live in the same place. building. I don't know. It was, yeah, the beginning yeah. was even patched together. It's like, what would be a reason to put this jerk and this woman who's hung up on another man who we will never meet and has no impact on the plot whatsoever and then these two brazilians how can we get them all in a car together it would have been so much better if whatever super fancy pants land deal he was doing she was trying to to do so that she was like well i'm gonna go on this road trip with you and change your mind sir or if it would have happened in that town because there was a whole thing about the land anyway and it being a yeah. giant sinkhole underneath. Why couldn't that have been the land that they were talking about? And so that's at least why there would they have been a reason to, to go to that town. Yeah. Oh my God. Like, we should. I saw a meme recently that was like, how about instead of remaking um, uh, good movies, you take a second whack at really shitty ones? And I think <laughs> yeah. we could make this one way better. We could. Let's try it. Okay. Let's do it. I don't have $15,000 for a table train for condiments, though. <laughs> I'm going to have to write that It's okay. Out. We have green screens now. Green screens? We'll just get any your children and we'll yeah. put them in green screens and have them hold trains just and just like, walk around us while we very weirdly eat 
hot dogs. Oh, or just not have that, just have children come in with the condiments. Just <laughs> there you go. Your- <laughs> children of the corn moment. <laughs> Gross. Gross. <sighs> I, I think it's also, they were trying to convince rich people don't get it because there was that no, no point until they get dropped through the floor. To me, they were acting extremely calm. Even, if, even though it was a police officer, if I was in that situation, I would have been freaking out a lot more. Totally. But they were just, they're just like, we're rich. We're just going to buy our way out of this. And Chevy Chase, like you said, Chevy Chase acts like a, a total asshole uh, to the judge when he first meets him. Well, and also the scene when earlier when John Candy finally gets him to pull over, and he's cool as a cucumber and very calm. Folks, meet Andy Griffith. Good afternoon. Driver, step outside the car, please. Was I speeding? Sorry, wasn't sure you were a real cop. And uh, please, I mean that in a complimentary sense. That's okay. There's no law against having a sense of humor. Now, turn around, put your hands on the roof of the car, please, sir. There you go, sir. Spread them. Oh, come on, no, really. Spread Spread them. Oh, yeah, that's nice, thanks. Lower back, please. Thank you, yeah. Check the prostate. That's nice. Oh, all right. Thank you. I got an itch right up in there. It's good. Thank you. Not today, sir. Chevy Chase is like, yeah, don't worry about this. It'll just be a minor infraction. And then I started thinking about all the shit that's going on right now in, in real life about police brutality and stuff. And I was like, this is so stupid just strange to also, see this like how are you we went on a high-speed car chase and on the interstate you're not in a city where you can fuck? turn around a corner yeah. and like trick him we're you're just going straight around. you're There's just going straight fields everywhere yeah. there's not an exit for miles no <laughs> so they have this high-speed car chase and then he's like yep you were i initially was gonna pull you over because you ran a stop sign and he's like here have some money. it was just so weird like there's no climax to that it was just like oh it went like a routine stop as soon as he actually stopped the car after this ridiculous car chase like there were no repercussions for that he did deserve to die he deserved the bone crusher is like all um conflicted about all these people they're murdering hey maybe Mm -hmm. don't pull them over for run the stop sign yeah just don't pull anybody over at all don't bring anybody over there anymore yeah Okay, well, I get it. Baldwin that... pulled a gun on you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You kill him. Sure. That's fine. But everybody yeah. else. Yeah. Right. And then we have the the yin to his yang. His cousin is also a a police officer, and she gets off on this. She gets off on pulling people oh, over. Oh, was she a cousin? Yeah, she was his cousin. Totally went over my head. Okay. Yeah. So we see the other end, the other side of the coin where he's conflicted about it, but she's just like, yeah. Oh, yeah, she's she, all she about wants- that. He's all about the killing. The women uh, in this family are very out for blood. Do we yeah. get any explanation why the judge character was like over a hundred years old? And how did he take his, how did he glue his face back on? I didn't see any spirit gum. He just like. No. It was hiding in all the piles of shit in his room. You couldn't have seen it <laughs> yeah. anyway. It's just hidden under all this stuff. No, there was no, there was no clarification as to why he lived that long. But I think. Maybe maybe that was part of adding to this house of horror. Like, okay. he's this sociopathic killer, and it's even scarier because he won't die. And then at the very end, he still won't die. Maybe that's yeah. part of okay. his character arc. I don't know. The only one that gets the comeuppance is the female police officer, where she's in the outhouse. Oh, where and it, it yeah. goes down and the it hill. sucks her into, yeah. It 
it sucks her into the ground. Even though he's painted as a good guy, uh, John Candy, he's still letting these people die. Exactly. He is complicit. He is complicit. And he, at the end, he's, you know, he's in a tuxedo in wherever they are. In Rio, South America. In Rio. Yeah. Like, he goes from potentially being the, the hero of the story to being a coward who runs away from everything. That's what I got from him, which is yeah. very disappointing for his I kind of wish I had the DVD of this with, like, whatever bonus features. There are no bonus features. Damn it! Uh-uh. Oh, you see, like, like, we don't want to rewatch Chevy this. Chase splashing water on somebody. Right. Me more just like, why did I sign up for this? Man. Yeah, when and was Aykroyd this? is like, no, bring me a different dick. That's not the yeah. perfect one for <laughs> the nose. This is... Well, from Wait, what I have heard is the crew, the crew loved Dan Aykroyd. They, they were behind him. Have you heard, because this is a notoriously bad, weird movie. Have you guys heard anything about it outside of watching it? I or, have never talked you... about it with an adult I don't before think I, I talked to you about it, Scott. I should have called my mother before we did this <laughs> and be like, all right, mom, tell me the story of you showing us this movie. Why because I'm sure at the time I was just like, what is this? What is what? that? Ugh. Yeah. Oh, I should ask my mother the same. Yeah, I'm going to ask my mom. Well, I would... Ugh. Well, this was on the this was on the heels of Ghostbusters two, yeah. And so maybe they thought it's even the though, whole Will Ferrell syndrome. Like he had done so many successful things, and so you're like, oh, I'm gonna go see this next movie that he's in, mm-hmm. and then you're like, right. what? Just what did I just pay to see? <laughs> yeah. Five tomatoes. Five percent. Five percent. Five tomatoes. Five tomatoes on the webs. Well, were there any scenes that that didn't give you nightmares that you did enjoy? Um, I know real long I'm, pause. Yeah, long pause. pause. <laughs> so I will, I will say this as an adult watching it again, it, what it didn't make me feel as stressed out as I did when I watched it as a child, I think because I could really fully appreciate how poorly done it was. But as a child, it was just a terrifying, you know, circus fun house of murder to me. So I think that's why it was terrifying. So also watching it as an adult, there were some parts where I just kind of chuckled, like, and most of them were Eldora things that she did and just her facial expressions and things like that. Um, but there, there's just not a lot to, like, make you feel good in this movie. Or <laughs> I don't know. It's like if I did laugh at something, at the same time I was also cringing in disgust. Like not just, like, cringing like this is awkward, but, like, actually disgusted. Like Bobo and... devil or whatever like they were little little devil little devil they made me throw up on my mouth a little bit and there were lots of things in this movie that made me just like physically not like the one thing i actually kind of enjoyed um and i wish there'd been a way to either expand on it or make it more important was once they got into the room with all the ids and stuff Yes. And then they started finding IDs of famous people. That Make that a big deal, guys. Like, that would have been interesting to me if this was to a delve big into. conspiracy theory. Well, they had like really... Hoffa up there and uh, like they had a lot of good stuff. And so and the fact that they were just kind of like, I mean, it's that improv rule where everything is a big deal. But they're just walking mm-hmm. around like, 
Hey, look, all these IDs match uh, these people who are missing. Hmm. Wow, a licensed Virginia horse and trappings, 1896? Statewide search for outlaw biker gang underway. Busload of Hare Krishnas disappears. Ex-Nazi rocket scientist vanishes, 49. All these IDs match the, the news clippings. Look at this. Jimmy Hoffa still missing, and here's his ID. Are you kidding me? Oh, wow. You know, I, I think they've been doing this around here since the 1890s, and I don't see any reason why they're going to stop at us. I mean, look at this. They're all criminals and creeps. Bankers. I bet he's going to Yes, they've been doing this for a long I'm a banker. time. And I'm like, yep. what the fuck? Like, act like it's a big, terrifying deal. It would be, yeah, it's uh, Amelia Earhart. Right. Yeah. Yeah, if, yeah. The Lindbergh baby. What's the happening Lindbergh here? <laughs> <laughs> He's a oh, yeah, kid in ID. <laughs> right? That's crazy. Um, it's a death it's a death mask photo. Where do they even get this? Um so one thing I will say that I did enjoy were all of the little booby traps and I did like the ingenuity between behind all the ideas of different ways to make this, you know, uh yeah, exciting. like the movie was obviously very expensive. Like the yeah. the idea and stuff wasn't terrible. The script was. The script, the script was, was bad. very bad. Yeah, it was almost like Goonies esque with it all was the like cool little booby traps and stuff. Mm-hmm. When Dan Aykroyd wrote the Blues Brothers, it was a a, a, a script about. Uh, like 90 pages or something like that, usually mm -hmm. around. Mm -hmm. he, he turned in like a 200-page script. And John Landis was the one who edited it down. How many Ds are in that word? Yes, edited it down. And a lot when of Ds wrote, in this movie, too. <laughs> on that <note. laughs> uh, And when he wrote uh, Ghostbusters, he had Harold Ramis. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Dan Aykroyd didn't have, nobody was tethering him. Yeah, uh, he didn't have any, uh, anybody yeah. to shave off the... He didn't, because uh, John Landis ended up editing the Blues Brothers script, and Harold mm -hmm. Ramis was sort of like... Uh, his guiding like, light in that his, one. His, yeah, he grounded him in Ghostbusters 1 and 2. Yeah. There was nobody here looking over his shoulder saying, we can't do that, we probably shouldn't do that, we need to trim that. So right. he was just able to go wild. He was so this is like it was still only inside. 90 minutes though yeah it's not long yeah no, but this not. was like a full ride inside the inner workings of dan Aykroyd's storytelling mind so if you yes. look at it that way it's pretty it's pretty interesting but it feels like when you wake up from a nightmare if you just write down everything that happened and then try to explain it to somebody that's what this movie felt like <laughs> just like hodgepodge of stuff like where did this come from why is this happening y'all this is neither here nor there but i just remembered last night i dreamt that i got to do a workshop with uh amy poehler and tina fey <laughs> and the workshop was just about the renaissance wow <laughs> it was so fucking weird okay that's neither here nor write there. a movie just, about it see just, it's yeah. like if she would have written that into a full 90 minute movie that's what and i had this to pee was. really bad and then there was this my friend marnie was in the stall with me see? and yeah. i had like some old baroque stuff it was really Fucking weird. Leonardo da Vinci had a dick for a nose. That's Just right. Out of control. Oh, it all comes together. It all comes together. <laughs> a scene that I couldn't watch, 
and we go back to the is when Dan Aykroyd was eating that hot dog. Oh. And he, I, I I could not. I can't watch that. No, I I, I had to turn physical it. reaction to that. Physical gut gross reaction when he's when he's and trying the to sound put effects over that like there's all the the sucking slurping sound effects it's just like full before it disgusted me it was funny for just a second because he did like that old man face with a like yeah he did oh that was there funny was where he did the little butthole mouth where, pucker yes, the yeah butthole thank you you do you always do such a good do- job of explaining I have a word what smith. i'm doing with my face so like the little butthole pucker with the shaky hand at first was funny that was pretty funny once he started shoving it in his gullet Ugh. it was it was real gross absolutely foul and then well one okay one thing that did make me laugh now that i'm thinking again when uh <laughs> when uh john candy passes demi Moore the ants on a log yes <laughs> just, that, was that made me laugh <laughs> that was like your first glimpse into what the fuck are they gonna be eating for dinner but that made me laugh really hard the hot hawaiian punch yes See, it's like there are there's little nuggets genius in here i think yeah it's just like it just didn't know what it was he just needed a really good editor yeah there was just so much disturbing stuff that you can't even really remember those funny little <laughs> nuggets. Well, just like when John Candy is picked as dressed as uh, what's his what was Eldora. his name? Eldora. Eldora. Eldora yeah. Just picks up Chevy Chase, and I just, just <laughs> all this over a stop sign. You know, all this. From, I thought that was that's what it was. All, just because he that's because he rolled through a stop he rolled through sign. a stop sign. Was, yes. All this because I rolled through a stop sign. So was, great. That and then the scene where Chevy Chase doesn't realize he's about to marry Eldora and yes. she's behind the changing little the partition thing and like making Wait, eyes at him and holding up the playing? different. Oh, playing a, uh, a really famous song. I don't remember. This is terrible. Oh, big, big Girls Don't Big Girls Don't Cry. Yes, yes. Yeah. I was like, it's a song I know. Yes, while well, he's. Mm-hmm. Yes, <laughs> peering over the top. That part and was funny. That was funny. And then um, the cousin walks in and she's like, Eldora, you know he's not supposed to see you on this special day. And he's like, what? But I'm like, how did he not know that that's what was going to happen? Right. It's, and how is he, I was about to say, how is he a, a, an idiot and a, and a billionaire? But, well, take plenty, that back right now. Plenty of them are. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Just that sad. <laughs> Way to bring down the room. <laughs> my bad let's talk about dicks on noses some more yeah so you said chevy chase flirting is gross would would you have considered chevy chase an attractive man at that oh yeah absolutely like he's super, absolutely yeah. he was just it just in that he was moment just a skeevy it was just gross it was okay. yeah it was just skeezy mm-hmm. um because i think about him in fletch and yeah. caddyshack and he's like charming like he's still kind of a He's a good-looking but he's, dude. But he's yeah. like a good-looking dude. He's kind of charming. But in this, he was just like a slime ball. Like, there was nothing likable about his character Yeah, he didn't have... He, his character didn't go through an arc. Um, there was... Yeah, there was no change. He was just... And, like, his one-liners even were not that funny. Because at least right. in all of his other movies, he's got, you know, those little thing, the things that he puts in there. And he said a couple of funny things, but for the most part, I was like, yeah. you're just such an asshole. It's like, ugh, why don't you just fall down some stairs or something? You're not entertaining to me. <laughs> you're not entertaining. <laughs> And I think we touched on this before. He's a conceited jerk. Mm-hmm. So at the end, when he saves Demi Moore, it's un- it it's not believable. It didn't fit. 
Yeah, totally. I'm going to research this. I bet Demi Moore was supposed to save them with that car at the end. Why <laughs> would they keep saying stuff about her knowing so much about cars? Yeah. For her to not do for her something to be the with that information. Why yeah. would you? Why would you just put that in there? It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. Show her hot wiring the car. Yeah. That's something. And um, when she first sneaks out to the car junkyard and she finds the car stripped down, she like jiggles something and then she's like, oh God, it's broken. And then she grabs her fucking white jacket and her lipstick. I'm like, why are you grabbing these two items? Yeah. She grabs her jacket and her lipstick and run and flitters off. And I'm like, what is that about? Like do something. There's that scene where they actually John Candy does do one thing when they're trapped in the room. It's very quick, but you hear John Candy's voiceover go, okay, Slick, you're on your own. And he pulls a lever and that door opens when they go down the slide. Oh, I didn't notice that. There were a couple other places where they added voiceover and it was like they did not, they were not talking when they were driving off. Yeah, I wrote it down at some point when they were driving off. Uh, No seatbelts, no roof. Neither one of their mouths were moving (laughs) when they were driving away. So, but when again, they go down the slide, they, they hit a fork in the slide, and Demi Moore goes one way, and Chevy Chase yes. goes another mm-hmm. way. And she, and she slides out, and she's like, uh, it's Chris. She's like, Chris, get down here, Chris. Like, yeah. M- maybe she's doing it just to make sure he's safe. But to me, it came across as, I need a man to help me get out of here, which is yeah. totally not, that's not mm-hmm. where that should have gone. Well, she had that glimmer when they were first in the courtroom when she started talking about the Magna Carta and that's what this thing is. Yeah, just, she was just smooth talking judge. Inconsistencies yeah. with the characters. That's the thing is she went from place. being genius to being a total ditz. Mm-hmm. But she got the and, most and here's, movie. And here's yeah. the deal with Chevy Chase. She's talking about the Magna Carta. It seems to be working. So just shut the fuck up. Right. But, well, he jumps in and go, and it takes it so far over the top like, to where it would even be remotely believable, him yelling at the judge and talking about how stupid this is. I'm like, yeah. this is just, it's overkill. We've always been set to deal with the offenders once and for all at their first appearance. Quick as something to a 10-year-old goose. Congratulations. I'm glad to know things are running smoothly for you. Put out that dog rocket! Oh, sir, sorry. In 1796, my forefathers established this seat after the tenants of the old Shire Charter. Shire Charter? Excuse me, sir, that's pre-magna carta. I mean, serfdom and fiefdom stuff. Very good, young lady. Hey, you know, you and I ought to spend a little more time together. Well, I'd, I'd like that. Would you? Well, and more on how they packed me off to Farmers Mechanics University in Gracefield, Ohio for my engineering degree. <laughs> and how I fought the Germans in World War I later. But for now... Later? Wait, ho, 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 no later. Wait a minute, what is this shit? Sure, no cussing in court. We don't want to hear the story of your life. We just want to pay the ticket and get the hell out of here. I'm sorry, Judge. Well, look at him. He's going on and on. This court herewith binds you over for a further appearance to be held at 4 o'clock tomorrow afternoon. We so deem for the public and common good that you be confined herein. So for now... Good night, Ari! A disrespectful butthole. Why would you not think you were going to be in contempt of court, idiot? Because then the movie would be over. And we wouldn't have another 75 minutes of whatever (laughs) we saw. Wait, so what were those twins? Are they mutants? Are they aliens? I think they're like inbred something or other. Those are his grandkids. Right. Yeah, so like Eldora's brothers? 
I guess. Eldor, those are Eldoras and John Candy's uh, brother uh, brothers. They yeah. kind of look like Patrick from SpongeBob. <laughs> oh, they were. They're so they gross. They were very gross. But they're actually they made me chuckle when Demi Moore is tied up and she's like, this family needs counseling. And one, yeah. one of the blah brothers goes, he won't go. I thought that, that's... <laughs> that was pretty funny. But also the stuff with the two like inbred twins that I guess can like do mechanics, but they don't know how to shit. They can just chop cars down because they wear, oh, they just chop stuff because yeah. they, wear diapers but they have diapers and they talk about poop in their diapers. they want to let it they want to let us finish high school and i don't know i just it i just, don't know I, I think it was one of those it was just an extra nightmare nugget to throw yeah. into this already nightmare situation but like, they what were could so make this weirdly sexual with demi more when she was like yeah. in that cage and like, yeah if i win i, I get, get you her. i yeah. get her no yeah. thank you it's nasty. i'm all fat <laughs> So gross. Uh, yeah, it could have been. I think it would have been nice if Demi Moore saved the day, but it just it just turned into a standard. Oh well, little lady, it looked like I'm gonna have to save little lady, and yeah, or, it was. Or even if little little Dubner, what the fuck is his name? Little Abner. Little Abner. Little Devil. Little Abner. There you go. Even if the two of them had saved them because of Demi Moore's kindness because right he was like, nice having, to them like there were so many have a character outs. choice yeah how about this those two save everybody because of Demi Moore's kindness and then at the end of the movie you see Demi Moore and Chevy Chase going to a party and those two are in tuxedos yes they've absolutely redeemed characters yeah. yes they're, yeah they're going to night school or something they're getting yeah. together they're wearing underwear. Y'all, I think we need to rewrite Shirts. this movie. <laughs> this seems and like get, a good project. And get sued by Dan Aykroyd. <laughs> Nothing but trouble over no, we'll Zoom. Bring, we'll bring him back in yeah. on it. Because he's, yeah. he's brilliant. Like, he's really talented. He just needs some help, you know, as you discussed, shaving down some of his really bad ideas. Can you imagine well, him in that gross costume just like looking at the dailies with the cinematographer? Oh, just totally. Well... <laughs> Well, I, he didn't because that suit had a zipper in the back. So they would oh. zip him out and he would step out of it to look at the dailies and no direct. Kidding. He had to get into it. So it was, it, was, it was a one-piece suit that he would put on and zip up in the back. Wow. All right. What was the name of the town? Vol- oh, Vulcan. Whatever, where Volcano Vulcan. comes from. Vulcanvania. Vulcanvania. Valvania. Valhalla. <laughs> set this movie well, on fire and push it across that stanky ass <laughs> ditch well anyway that's what dan Aykroyd wanted to call the movie and the studio fought it. it's like people are not going to be it's able to weird enough that. already yeah. yeah yeah and that was they, he finally you know gave in on that but that's one of the reasons yeah he wanted to call the movie the name of the town vulcanania or Vulca, vulcan Vul- you know, vulcan uh, Vul- shit i'm I'm Val- from Valkavania, yeah. Yeah. Vulvacania, it's a disease. That's like, had his wife still been alive, she would have just had labia on her face. Yeah. <laughs> Gross! <laughs> I'm sorry, it's more nightmare fuel. Her lips would have been, yeah. Yeah. 
too too much. <laughs> Boy, we've really gone down a path here. We sure have. We've, <laughs> we've gone down. A, we've gone into the bone stripper. We have. Oh God. So I take it from both of you. You would would you recommend this movie? Would not recommend. recommend. Do not watch. Well, okay, here's the deal. If you're if you're obsessed with Dan Aykroyd or if you are really into like if you're one of those people who's really into very bizarre movies, check it out. But otherwise, don't do this to yourself. So my my upstairs neighbor, I told her a little bit about it today cuz she asked if I wanted to do something tonight. Um and and she was like, "So should I see this?" And I was like, "No." And then I was like, "Wait. If it's That's... free and you have friends, it is yeah. fun to watch and just go, what the fuck what is the happening? Fuck? Yeah, it's like, you can mystery you science laugh, theater it. But you will not be laughing because of the Out funny of like, stuff in the movie. Yeah. 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 You might laugh at the Ansel Locke. That was very funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, if this was on TV, I would probably keep watching. I would probably yeah. text people and be like, oh, my God, turn on Sci-Fi Channel right now. <laughs> And I will also say that this is probably a movie where the more times you watch it, the more little Easter egg things that you would mm-hmm. find about it. Like, I have a feeling if you could really look into the background or pay more attention to what characters are doing, maybe there's more that we're missing. But also, I don't want to watch it again to find out. So <laughs> that's kind of where I'm at with it. I will recommend to see this again. I enjoy this movie, but I am outvoted. I, actually, it's it's sort of, it's a it's a one no one yes and one with if it's free on uh, maybe with sci-fi. Friends. Yeah. Yes. What if it's free? I give it one podcast. out of five penis noses. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, so Mrs. Uh, so Mrs. B and Mrs. W, uh, is there anything that you want to promote? What What do you want to promote oh, yeah. right here? So, um, as you can tell from listening to us, we are both teachers. And we actually have a podcast all about education. It is called A BS in Education. It is not suitable for children or work, but it sure is a darn good time. So Mm -hmm. check us out on all the podcast things. BS in Education. How many penis noses are in BS in Education? There's so far none, but uh, (laughs) we haven't gone there yet. Yeah, we've done a lot of different things. We did talk about fingers and assholes last episode. (laughs) good time i i will put the link i will put the link to mrs b and mrs w's podcast uh in the description of this podcast i want to thank mrs b and mrs w and uh is there anything else you want to say before we sign off oh i just want to um put my name on the on the list for when you do crossroads with dan Aykroyd, ah. but also britney spears and britney spears <laughs> oh my god can i so just, just dress as britney spears and pretend to be her the whole time i guess if <laughs> yes I get to also I'll, sing that full I'll just, song. I'll just <laughs> dance. She's putting her face really close to the camera. <laughs> Thank her. you. I always like like this is not TV. Me. Nope, not TV. But I also can't just hold it inside. I know. No, you can never hold Britney inside. You got to no. let Britney out. <laughs> All right, free Britney. Uh, well, this has been hashtag free Britney. This has been another episode of the Dan Aykroyd podcast. I want to thank everybody for listening. I want to thank my special guests, Mrs. B and Mrs. W, and we will see you next time. Yay! To support this podcast, please go to www.patreon.com slash Scott White and give what you're able. If you're listening on iTunes, please give a review. That should help people find this podcast. 
And no matter what services you use to listen, please leave feedback. We always want to improve. Thank you for listening to the Dan Aykroyd Podcast. Drop the beat, Jay. Been all around the world. Been all around the world. Came for the party to get naughty, get my rocks on, eat popcorn, watch you move your body till the pop's on, and I'm singing, ding-a-linging, funky beats ringing, everybody swinging in the place as I kick the J's, easy Y style, R&B, mixing it with the hip-hop swing beat, champagne in my hand.